Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight! We are a family of 5th edition's Dungeons & Dragons podcasters. All we do is podcast all the time, 24-7. Especially on Tuesday nights between the hours of 7 and 8 o'clock Central Time. Last week, we did something fun, probably, maybe, I don't really remember. We're mad at the airlines because it's the holidays, and people are flying all over the place, and it's craziness over here, I tell you. So, I think everyone gets... 300 experience, because I forgot last time, and you asked some good questions while you were in Brightstone. Speaking of Brightstone, which one of our wonderful players wants to recap what happened there? Ghostslinger pointed! I think that means she wants to do it! Excuse me, no, because I actually don't remember this time. I don't believe you. You remember. No, I actually don't. I already told you you were in Brightstone, so surely you remember what happened when you were there. I'm pretty sure you constantly tried to run away and said everything is evil. Mm. Because everything was evil. <laughs> they, they, they have this god, they're sacrificing people. What do you want me to assume? I'm pretty sure you remember now, so maybe you should say what happened. No, I refuse. In rare form this morning. <laughs> Hey, Ghostslinger, Asharis is going to pinch your nose now. <laughs> Keep your hands away from me. Okay, Jessica, Tiffany, pinch her nose. Pinch her nose, please. Pinch it. Pinch I'll it. Do it. No. Pinch it. Pinch it. <laughs> pinch it. I can't do me. it. She has no control over the monster that she spawned. Are you 13? Not yet. 12 years ago. She's the longest gestating frog. Eventually, she will turn into a toad. Yes, and I was there. Hello! <laughs> a toad happened. You said I would turn into a toad, so... I was Hello! not... I was not there when she popped out, but uh, I hear it was cold, and it was somewhere in England. There was snow on the ground. <laughs> but that is not what happened last week, so... I feel like there was a priest guy who showed up... <laughs> Wherever we were to, like, follow us and say, oh, I'm glad you're leaving. I'm not going to follow you. And um, that's that's like the last. I'm half. not going to sacrifice you. That That's like the last half. It's something that happened. We're almost there. We're kind of remembering backwards. Uh, Marilyn, you take notes. What happened last week? No, let me say it because I do know. Oh, <laughs> Go for it, honey. Okay. What do you remember, Ghost Slinger? All right. <laughs> so, we were in the inn. I think that's how that went. Yes. So, we started off in the inn, I think. Pretty close to it. I think you guys, that was the first place you guys went. Exactly. And then we got a room. Mm -hmm. Then there was this one guy. And then there were multiple guys. Like, they walked in, and... And they uh, ate some dinner. And I was suspicious. She was. And... Inspicuous? Apparently, I was forced to sneak around, because that's all I'm ever forced to do. It's like that's what your character is for or something. It's such a shame. It's not. My character is for stabbing. It's your part of the story. Well, how do you think you stab? You sneak? You find out? You stab! <laughs> Mom, I'm trying to make a joke here. You understand? Okay, then what happened when you sneaked? 
I heard things, then I tried to jump out of a window, then I lied to this guy named Nix, and I said I jumped out of the window because the window told me to, and since I have really nice roles, I actually got to lie about that. <laughs> and he believed me for some odd reason. And, uh... The innkeeper discovered roll! Mom. Oh. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the innkeeper discovered Rawl and was like, get out. So then we left and we went to D's general store. And then D was like, yeah, you guys should skedaddle because uh, the priests know you're here now. So bye bye. They're going to sacrifice you. Yeah. And so then we left. And then Nyx was like, Oh, hey, I've been following you guys, but uh, I'm glad to see that you're leaving. And it's like, excuse me, what? It's like, excuse me, what? That's the end of the explanation. And then they disappeared. And you guys are out walking on the road. Well, I guess you were walking back towards the road. You left by the opposite direction so that nobody would know which way you were going. And then you were discovered and they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just get out of here. We don't want you around no more or something like that. So then you guys started following along. Rawl got back out the guidestone once you were well out of sight of this little town so that no one would see it. And everyone gets 300 experience, like I said earlier. So what does that put you all at for experience? A whole bunch? 17,588. Yep. 17,588. I think I checked last time. Let me just tell you. Yes. Okay. You will level up when you hit 23,000. If someone wants to write that down so I stop bothering to ask, that would be awesome. I'm running out of space. Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. We can just check back again later. Also, Asharis, I have a question for you. Do you use short swords in your offhand and your main hand? I use a short sword in one and a long sword in the other. I was afraid of that. When you use your longsword, this is because I started editing the podcast, so I'm back at episode oh, 12 no. now. So when I was editing episode 12, I realized that with your longsword, because it is not a finesse weapon, I'm pretty sure, yes, because it is not a finesse weapon, you cannot use it with your dexterity modifier. You have to use your strength when using the longsword. Which I don't have any. Well, you have plus one or something like that. So, in order to get that D8 instead of a D6, you take a negative to hit with it. So as long as you know that when you're rolling to hit, you can't add seven, you end up adding instead four, you're fine. I just wanted to make sure that you're you're doing that. The thing is, I should use the short swords instead. You, you could use short swords and you'd get your full bonus to hit on both attacks. It's up to you. Because, I mean, you get plus four, which is still pretty good, for a potential extra two damage. Yeah, but it's four instead of eight. Uh, it would be your proficiency modifier plus your strength. So that's four. But normally I get my proficiency and my dexterity, which is eight. Yes, because you have plus five dex. It's up to you. There might be a trade-off there. Maybe not. Sounds like a trade-off to me. The reason you originally started using the longsword was because you could only pull out one weapon, so then you like would two-hand it, and that would give you more power with it, because you'd get a d10 then. So 
I don't remember the last time I did that. We've been doing it wrong for 40 episodes. (laughs) Hmm, interesting. It's okay. I didn't know until I went back and we were paying more attention to the rules early on. What's happening here? What's he showing us? I was just wondering if there showed up. This actually showed up. The UPS store? My thing? Yes, it did. Thank you. It's in the kitchen. That's all I need to know. You were going to see it when you get here, like, tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Just want to make sure it got there. Yeah, it did. It showed up. Okay, good. I forgot about it because I've been busy cleaning the house, getting ready for you showing up. It's okay. I'm so excited. Okay. So we're going in a new direction. Well, you're kind of going in the same direction. Well, same direction, but it's going to be a new adventure because we're past the town, we're past the bones, we're past the boneyard, we're out of the forest. That is true. So where you are now... We've got a whole bunch of stuff, food, and we're going. You do have some food. Is it enough food? Only time will tell. After heading out from Brightstone Village, you are acutely aware of the constant low winds which whistle and moan through the dusty landscape around you. It is not hot... And it is not cold, but there is a constant chill that is difficult to shake off, especially when you look at the swirling, roiling clouds in the sky overhead. Walking out ahead of the group a short ways, Rawl stops. Make a perception check. All of us? Where are my dice? I mean, unless you don't want to perceive, then you don't have to. Sixteen! Don't do that yet, I want to roll. And I have perception. So, plus three. A 14. We're on to it now. Everybody rolled pretty good. You spot that the guide stone that Rawl has been using to guide y'all's path has stopped pulling ahead of him. It's just barely floating ahead, and the string is not taut. And Rawl says, I know feel Argal. And he takes a deep breath. No magic. He holds out his little clawed hands and blows into them. A tiny moat of blue flame conjures between his claws. It's nothing like the fire you've seen him make before. This flame is small and flickers a couple of times before it winks out. No good. He looks at you guys. What do you do? The heck are we gonna do? We're trapped here now. Trapped with no magic. Um, this is no bueno. No bueno. Frawl looks uh, distraught, as you guys say, that you're trapped with no magic and there's no way out. Hmm. What should we do? I don't know. Well, the stone means we're getting close to where we're supposed to be. But, (sighs) never mind. If you use your uh, crescent power, you can find out if there's any openings or special areas that have Who? magical power. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rawl sits down and holds his head in his hands. Okay. So I guess I'm going to tell Rawl it's okay. We'll figure this out. We're, we've We've got no magic, but... You know, we're going to find the we're going to defeat the bad guy. You think that's what the problem is? He looks up at you and he smiles for a moment. 
Roll persuasion. Is a one. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> and I don't have yeah. persuasion. Uh, he he looks at you and he smiles for a moment, and then he puts his head back down in his hands, and you see he uh, he starts to shake a little bit, like he's crying. You hear him mutter, "Not, not gonna make it. We'll die here. We'll, we'll all die. die here." Oh my goodness! Well, we're all gonna die. No one you has any for magic. Okay, roll for magic. Four. <laughs> we're all gonna die. The dice are not in our favor this evening. Y'all rolled so good a second ago. <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible. Okay. Started out in the prison. <laughs> what what is your four once you add your arcana to it? Uh eight. Uh does that include your proficiency? Because I'm pretty sure you have arcana. I have arcana. I'm looking at it. Proficiency is uh It should be bubbled in next to Arcana. You are a wizard, I'm fairly sure you have proficiency, which makes that four a ten. Oh, it could be in the same area? Next to intelligence. It says Arcana at the very top of that little box. It should have a little bubble there. It does. So you have a plus four for your intelligence and plus three for your proficiency. So it's actually an 11 because the Arcana is bubbled in. Okay. It is bubbled in. There we go. We found it. We got it. We got it, folks. So with an 11... And a predetermined DC that I set last night. Merlin, you think for a moment, and there is something not about magic, but something that you remember deep in some tomes that you read many, many years ago. Roll a history check. Five. Oh, we're doing good now. (laughs) (laughs) Not very smart today. So, with your intelligence of four, your five becomes a nine. Do you have estri bubbled in? Estri? Yes. How how do you spell that? Should be in the same sort of place as uh, Arcana. History. Religion. History. No, is history bubbled in? History. Yeah, history is bubbled in. Okay, good. Your five then becomes a twelve. All right, great. And a 12 would be what a mere mortal might know. Well, slightly more, maybe. Let me see what I wrote down. Do I need an inspiration roll? No. Well, I mean, do you have inspiration bubbled in? It says use inspiration. Go ahead. Use your inspiration roll and cross off the, or actually erase your inspiration, which I think is on the top page in the right, or front page, page one, in the right-hand corner. It should have inspiration bubbled in. One of six. Yes, top right corner, just below your experience points, it should say inspiration. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. All right, if you write, mark off that uh, inspiration. I'm tempted to give you inspiration just for using inspiration. You probably got that inspiration in, like, episode three. I used mine. It's been a long time. It's been there a long time. 
But yes, this is a good opportunity to use inspiration. Go ahead and roll your die again. Five. <laughs> the same roll? <laughs> Wait, I used the wrong dice. Did you use the 12 instead of the one with multiples? No, I used 1d6 is what I'm supposed to use. No. Right? No, you use a d20. Oh, well, this is the one I used. Yeah, that's the right one. That's the right dice. Oh, well, it's a five. Okay, it's a five. <laughs> you can't write this stuff. It just happens. Okay. <laughs> Merlin thinks long and hard, and he can't He can't quite get his memory to, to, to bring back what he read in that book. But after he thinks for a few moments more, he feels inspired and remembers nothing else. <laughs> but he remembers the gist of it. Something about the Shadowfell causing overwhelming feelings of despair and hopelessness. Of course, everything's gray, brand, and tan, tan, and no color, no water, no clouds, all clouds, no sun. You're going to be depressed. You know it has something to do with the, I don't want to say ethereal because ethereal is the wrong word, something to do with the nature of the land itself. Like it has a imbued essence to the Shadowfell that causes mortal creatures to slowly despair. All this talk about despair reminds me of something. I'm hanging on every word. Does Does Ghostlinger want to share with the class? No, because yeah. that also just reminded me of the thing I was already thinking of. Despair. Are we going to get to find out what it is? No, because nobody <laughs> knows what it is. <laughs> you can't be famous if you don't share embarrassing stories of yourself on the internet, Jessica. That's just how it works. It's just a video game, me. What is a video game? <laughs> oh my god. We're in a land of dragons and arrows and mages. I don't know what this video game nonsense you speak of is. <laughs> He sounds like he's from the labyrinth. So, oh well. Ghostslinger, do you want to save the day? No, because it doesn't relate at all. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone else has rolled a die, doing something in this moment of despair. Oh, you want me to do something? Do you feel like rolling a die to maybe do anything? What do you want me to do? That's a good question. What would Ghostslinger do, seeing the person who was guiding you through the terrible lands of the Shadowfell uh, break down and cry and say that you're all going to die? You need him. How do you bring someone hope when you're already always filled with despair? What would Ghostslinger do? I always think about the worst stuff. Okay, you could start talking about the worst stuff. Excuse me, no. Yeah, I don't know if that's what Ghostslinger would do. Would Ghostslinger share all of the terrible things that could maybe happen? I don't think that would help. <laughs> okay, then what would help? Don't know. What do you do when your friends are depressed? She looks awkwardly around in a circle and walks away. <laughs> 
No, I'm actually the one person that everyone goes to for advice. Mm-hmm. There's a kobold crying in front of you. Well, let me roll a die to make this person happy. That's not how this works, but you this can roll the <laughs> you can you can roll the die and tell me it's a four, and we'll go with that, and you can have your terrible attempt at trying to say something uh, and putting your foot in your mouth. So go for it. <laughs> okay. It's a twelve. Fight me. It's a twelve. Okay. Plus. Also, technically, what is this a roll for? Uh, what do you want to do? Are you going to try and say something? Or are you going to do something? Are you going to do acrobatics? Or <laughs> are you going to maybe, I don't know, try to use your words to convince someone of something? Persuasion. <clears throat> persuasion. So is it a persuasion role? Are you going to try and persuade someone of something? Yes. Okay. Then it's a persuasion role. I forgot what I get for the little circle doodad. Plus three. Okay, then it's plus four, which is a 16. So you rolled a 16. Now, knowing that 20 is godlike and 10 is normal person, you're halfway to godhood. What would you say to inspire or persuade or convince? Ghostlinger strikes a ninja pose as she thinks of what to say in this scenario. She looks like a character from an anime who is about to break out into some kind of epic speech. Stop reminding me of this thing that I don't want to talk about. Whatever they said in that thing that you don't want to talk about is what you probably need to say because you have to say something or you are going to die here. <laughs> well, uh... They're always like, oh, friendship is the best way to go. Oh, yay! Let's do a My Little Pony reference. We haven't had a chance for one of those before. That That's that's the complete opposite thing. This thing I'm thinking about is, it has murder in it. Okay, let's have a My Little Pony murder is magic episode, because we haven't had a chance to do that yet. <laughs> Bronies! Friendship is magic. <laughs> Rawl says, Shadow, strong. Too weak. No, make it. All right, let me, let me do this. <clears throat> oi, oi, mate. If you don't, like, if, if you don't help us, then there is no chance that we're ever going to get out of here. And if we don't ever get out of here... Then I blame you, and I would rather not blame you because you are the best person in our party. And if I blame you, then I feel bad, and I don't want to feel bad. And you don't need to feel bad because you have three people here who can try and help everything be goodness and us not diddly darn die. And if we and if we don't diddly darn die, then that's good. Rawl looks up at you, and he looks at your eyes, and he sees the concern for uh, that you have in them, and he hears your encouraging words, and he looks around and sees the other two's uh, worried faces. Uh, he, he perks up, and he says, no worry. Rawl strong, too. Me like dragon. And he stands up. And he shakes the dust out of his cloak, 
no magic. But Merlin magic, and he hands the the small string that holds the guy stone to Merlin. I have. Well, he's got the stone. <laughs> does, does Merlin take the string? I have the string right here in my little hand. When you take the string, the stone falls out of the air and lands in the dust. And Rawl says, stone tuned. Feed it. Let it lead. Feed it? Yeah, it had to fall to the dust to get a little food. <laughs> Maybe swing it around. Like, what? No? Rawl says, magic, duh. Oh, you have to power it up with magic. What did you think? It's a magical stone. Well, is he going to use, like, fire on it or something? No. Okay, good. He's fire on it. It'll break. Do you start concentrating on the stone and try to feed it magical energy? Yes. Merlin, as you let your arcane power flow into the stone, it leaps out in front of you and starts darting all over the place. Everyone make deck saving throws. Oh, great. This thing's going to attack us? Except for Merlin. Merlin, you don't have to make a deck saving throw. I, I, you know what? No. Merlin, make a deck saving throw, too. Twelve. Sixteen. Do we get our deck? Yes, you do get your decks. Twenty. Seventeen. Thirteen plus four is... You don't have plus four decks. Your decks, I think, is flat. You don't have any of that. So... I probably have zero. I have zero on decks. Rawl jumps over the stone and the string as it darts forward and spins Merlin around. Ghostslinger, how do you get out of the way as this stone darts at you? I just back up. Ghostslinger is like one of those dudes from the Matrix and launches herself backwards like a surfer dude. <laughs> Asharis, what do you do as the stone tries to take out your legs? Jump! Hurdle over it! Jump! And Merlin, you're whipped around in a circle as this thing is flying all over the place and you're struggling to contain it. It's going to jump out of your hands. I'm very weak. And Rawl says, not, not so much. <laughs> like, like compass. Not powerful. Useful. Does that make any sense? <laughs> so what do you do, Merlin? Use my mental powers to... Direct the stone in the direction that I'm thinking of, which is the same direction we were going before. But So Merlin, you reduce how much arcane energy you are concentrating in on this stone and try to let it kind of find its direction like a compass. Yeah, correct. And as you do, it starts to calm down. And kind of balance out. Imagine a compass that you've shaken up and it's kind of, you know, spinning wildly and maybe not pointing in one solid direction. But after a little while, it kind of levels out and picks a fairly consistent direction ahead of you. And Rawl says, good job. Hmm. So what do you guys do now? Take a reading. You start following the stone. Yes. And you walk that way for a good while. Let's say, I don't know, half a day? 
Rawl is has pulled out the roots that you guys bought from D's general store, and he is munching on them. Uh oh. Following the stone, which Merlin has started to get the hang of, it only jumps randomly out of his hands or veers wildly off course from time to time. You manage to find yourselves back on something of a road. It must be a mirror of a well-traveled path on the material plane, as you can feel the ground is more compacted beneath your feet. Up ahead, you can hear the faint sound of music. It doesn't match the environment around you at all. The notes are slow and tired, but don't sound downbeat. Roll history, everyone. Thirteen. Two. And I have the history. I do not. So, <laughs> so eighteen two. for Merlin. Sixteen. Is Merlin's eighteen? With uh, your history modifier of plus four, plus three? History, history, yes. History modifier, no, I didn't add that yet. All right. It makes little difference. Both of those rolls are very good. Asharis, you do not recognize this tune. Perhaps it is because it is so slow and somber, and that is not how it is normally played. But Merlin and Ghostslinger, you recognize this tune. It is... From the story of the lovely snakes. It's a story and a song about how everyone can find love no matter who they are. And that kind of takes you aback when you realize what it is. Why would that be being played here in all places so drab and bland? Maybe this place is like Brightstone was, has an cl- open sky over its head. There's secretly a bard here. What do you guys do? You hear the music coming from in front of you. Let's investigate. Going that direction. You all continue walking forwards, and there's kind of a haze in the distance that you can see kind of formed in front of you as you continue uh, moving forward, and the sound slowly starts to grow louder. In the distance, through the haze, you see a silhouette forms. It's dark and hard to make out at first. Like a bob of dark gray in all the light gray around. However, it is unmistakably the source of the music. Wow. The first thing that comes clear is the hats on the silhouette. They're wide-brimmed and have bobbles hanging from them around the periphery, but it seems like most of the bobbles have fallen away as they are not consistently spaced. Hmm. They must be Mexican. Do you continue walking forward? Are there any buildings in sight? Nope. Just the haze. Just this road and haze and gray landscape and some small hills around. Well, there's no point in asking the ghostlinger to do anything. <laughs> we may as well trudge on. Ghostlinger gives him finger guns and says, You darn tootin' there ain't no point. <laughs> You dark tootin'! I have to animate some of what you say without saying anything, because no one knows you're on the podcast otherwise, Ghostslinger. That's the point. I'm not here. I'm not important. That mystery ninja. That one person that pops up once. You didn't see anything. These are not the Those North are the George you're looking for. for. 
The next thing you make out of the gray are guitars and a horn floating in the air with a guitar case sitting open next to the roadside. Inside, you can see that it is piled up high to one side with dust in the direction of the slow wind blowing. Hmm. Interesting. I'm getting more and more creeped out. Finally. Can I say something? Yes. Yes. Can I say something about fog? You're going to cast fog? Ever since... Well, no, I'm going to say something about fog that I just learned. Pirates of the Caribbean come out, and it's got a ship covered in fog, and it sails along without wind, apparently. Yes. And said, you can't have fog when there's wind. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> in Tennessee, there was fog over this jail that we went to visit, and the wind was blowing 15 miles an hour, constantly. And that fog stayed over that jail. It was amazing. So you can have fog in the wind. Hmm. So I'm interested to see what this fog that plays music does. Do you go closer still? Do you continue down the path? I'm interested. Moving past this guitar case, floating instruments and floating hats. Sure. Yes. But I shall have a sword out. (laughs) Asharis draws her sword. Oh, my God. Can I draw my sword? Ghostslinger follows Asharis's lead and draws her weapons as well. As you draw closer still, the rest of the shapes materialize before your eyes. The musicians are undead. Undead? But they do not they have not made any moves except to continue playing the music. What do you do? Do we have any instruments with us? How many of them are there? Three. Wait, I have I have an instrument. Can we join in? There's three undead creatures, and you want to play music with them? Well, I don't have music. a kazoo. Let's have a jam. Can I happens, have a kazoo? What happens when the song is over? Well, we'll see what happens at that time. Then they There's kill us. Three of them. There's only three of them. Hmm. They may have friends. So you're not worried, eh? Well, if we go around them, they still may see us. You're within ten feet of them now. Oh, Let's let's just walk on up there and say hello. Merlin walks on up there. Oh, no. And says, hello. Hello. Upon seeing you, the music abruptly stops with a start. What? That's terrible. The musicians, seemingly surprised at you suddenly appearing in front of them, quickly start back up again. The tune is picked up. And the song is, a new song is being played with gusto. And the old bones and rotten flesh shake and dance as best they can. You even hear a few moans at what seems like the points where lyrics should be. Interesting. These undead creatures appear to be trying to entertain you. I like them already. Uh, they're trying to entertain us. They have no weapons I'm playing my comb. She said she had a kazoo. I don't have a kazoo. Do you want a kazoo? Oh, I thought you said you had one. Yes. Okay. You will have to buy a kazoo at the next place that you go that you could potentially buy a kazoo. Whereas a comb is just a piece of paper and a comb. 
Except you don't have a comb anymore. You gave it away. Oh, no. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I'm just humming along then. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I'm going to do some clapping along to the music to appease these undead things. As you start clapping, they apparently redouble their efforts and play the song with even more gusto. As it comes to its conclusion, they, uh, two of them that aren't playing the horn pull off their big hats and do a big finale, shaking their hats in the air and their guitars in their other hand. And they've formed this, like, I don't want to use anime, let's say, planned pose in uh, around their guitar case on the roadside. Oh, is the guitar case on the ground or is it floating in the air? It is on the ground and it looks like it has sat there open for uh, roll a d20. Two. <laughs> it sat there open this is terrible. for a very long time. Yes, okay. Well, I'm going to throw a couple of uh, silver in there. Merlin, you open the pouch on your belt with your gold and silver in it and they freeze intently watching your hand the moment the silver that you drop in the case hits the velvety interior all three of them and the guitar case wither into dust oh my god you killed them (laughs) no he pleased them He sent them on to a better place. I hope so. All three of you get a sense, I guess four of you, Rawls, there too, get a sense that you've made a difference in someone's afterlife. Hmm. It's amazing. There was two silver coins there, and they jingled as it hit the bottom of the case. I like that. So what do you do now? I guess we will continue on. Did the cloud go away also? Yeah, the fog. The haze. The fog. The haze, is, did it go, all, go away? Uh, no, the haze is kind of still around you. Uh, this area is... That low wind moving across is kind of whipping up some of this ash and dust from the area. Is there any water nearby? No water nearby? Uh, you don't see any water. Asharis, do you have any way to know if there's water nearby? Actually, I don't remember. Did you guys actually take water? From um, yes, Brightstone. We bought we bought sheepskin. Uh, what do we call those things? I think you did fill up your water so water stuff in Brightstone. I was just curious because when you have clouds or fog or haze, you usually have a moist area. But just asking. Anyway, shall we be on our way? As you go to move on. The stone starts jerking all over the place again, not making the greatest directional path. But after a few moments, Merlin manages to calm it back down into a continuous direction, and you guys head on down this path. Okay. As you make your way... How do we know what time it is? It's difficult to tell what time it is in the Shadowfell. There Mm. isn't really sun, it just kind of gets darker... And then less dark. I see. Kind of like Alaska. Yeah, kind of like Alaska, where the sun never fully rises in the winter. It just kind of gets less dark, and then it gets dark again. Correct. 
You guys continue along this path for another few hours. It's getting a little bit late in the day. The road beneath your feet is hard to make out, but it seems to go in two directions. To the south, you can see that the road heads out of the small gray hills you've been traveling through, and it looks like the makeup of the land changes. You can see in the distance what looks like sand mingled in with the ash, but the road is clear. Did I do that right? What did I just say? The road is clear. Okay. Ahead of you, continuing to the east, the road goes on into the barren hills of ash. Got it. The waystone, actually, I guess, the guide stone, is roughly pointing south. Rawl looks that way, and he says, Guess this way? As the guide stone isn't making the clearest suggestion of which way to go. We shall follow. We shall follow. You guys have to start heading that way, and Rawl follows on behind. Merlin, are you leading the way with the stone? Yes, I am. I'm so slow that everyone can keep up. The stone is under control. You can tell that Rawl still doesn't feel the best. He kind of has his head down and that giddy nature that he usually expresses when he's around you guys isn't there, and he's not paying much attention to what's going on around other than just to keep up with you. Everyone make a perception check as you head down this road into what appears to be sand. I actually have health health potions that I can give him. Uh, 10 plus 2. I got 13 plus uh, health is uh, 13 plus... Ghostlinger, what did you roll? Nine. So I heard a 13 plus two? No, I got a 10 plus two. Oh, a 10 plus two? Mm-hmm. I got 13. And a 13 and a nine plus whatever perception Ghostlinger's got? Do you have perception? I do not believe so. So you walk down this pathway into this sandier area. And perhaps you are distracted by the downtrodden nature of your kobold uh, that you are traveling with, or perhaps distracted by trying to see into the shifting gray sands ahead. You didn't notice as a tent appears out of thin air, not far from you. It looks like it was once a nice construction, but the ages show upon its fabric now. There are tears in the canvas, and whatever flag once hung upon the top of the center post is nothing but tatters. However, you are suddenly very aware of a sword slicing through the air at you, with three large knights behind the blades. Everyone roll initiative! Initiative? Thirteen. Eighteen. Seven. Seven? With your bonus, it's seven? Yes. What, what kind of bonus? Initiative bonus? Do I get oh, initiative? plus five. So your seven becomes what? Twelve? Thirteen? Twelve. Twelve. I got twenty-two with my initiative. Merlin also got a twelve? And I got twenty-two with my initiative. That's impossible. You'd have had to roll a nat twenty. Your initiative is plus one. I rolled eighteen. Well, you get plus one. Oh. 
Turn, turns out that initiative turn is is not initiative. It's called intelligence. <laughs> ah, okay. Int. Yes, I see the confusion. I am sorry. I'm not that intelligent though, because I can't read. Asharis rolled a twelve. Ghostlinger, what did you roll? What? For initiative, what did you roll? I think I said thirteen. That makes sense. I was putting somebody by Asharis. All right. Because you guys were distracted. You don't notice as this initial round of attacks come in. Slash, not really distracted, but these guys eh, just kind of appear out of nowhere. In the shifting sands and ash around you. Not good. I have to pull out the monster manual, which I have handy, and I believe I have them marked on here. So it's just a floating head? No, no, there are three knights. Oh. Three armored individuals. But they appeared as if from nowhere. Yes, they appeared as if from nowhere. Oh, well, interesting. Two of these knights have no sword. <laughs> wow. What, are they going to slap us? Charging? They do slam into you, or at least they attempt to. This is a 13 to hit Ghost Slinger. Armor class. My armor class is 15, excuse me. And it swings back around with its big calf, trying to whack you as you dodge out of the way with a 10. (laughs) The second uh, knight in armor attempts to dive for Rawl, getting a, ooh, that's a 15. So Rawl will take five points of damage. As this big suit of armor slams into the small kobold. Hashtag grip. Well, that's terrible. But thankfully, it seems to overestimate just how small he is, and it knocks him out of the way of its second attack. Yes. Asharis, you are face to face with a much more ornate set of armor, and it is clear that the individual wearing it is not mortal. They are translucent and somewhat ghostly, but they don't have a face. A faceless ghost? They're going on instinct. He does have a long sword in hand and swings at you for oh I hate to be I hate to tell you. Hmm. I don't know how that works. Okay, I guess that's just how it goes. That doesn't sound good. Having gotten the drop on you, Asharis, this thing gets its longsword into one of the weaker places in your armor, and you take 18 damage. What? This is terrible. It doesn't even, like, it doesn't, you don't even tell me, like, what the armor class it's trying to break is? It just kills me? It was a critical success. Sheesh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it follows up that attack with a second hit on you for 22 for your ar- uh, against your armor class. Dang. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to kill you right now. Yep. Let's roll it. Oh my god, I'm going to kill you. The rest of the party shall soon follow in my death. <laughs> we all have to make new characters. <laughs> we continue in a t- totally different plot 
It's in a totally different place. Everything is sad. Zabuza rules the world. I don't know what to do. Cheat. <laughs> Asharis, you take 12 more damage. Are you dead? No. Oh, good. <laughs> but close. I only have How many does it take to die? 10 health left. Oh, good. Not dead. I was worried. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he, he's a big boy. He's, he's a real big boy. But on the plus side, it's Merlin's turn. Oh, we're all gonna die. Well, I don't have much strength. No, you're full of magical arcane energy bursting forth from your hands. What magical thing would you like to do? That's true. Well. If I'd have hit you that hard, it would have knocked you down. Definitely. I have no strength. I could put on swift boots and run like uh, somebody else. <laughs> run away! <laughs> I probably should run because uh, you're killing everybody else. Bravely ran away, away. What, are we all just going to run away and leave this one to die? Well. You're the fastest. I'm not running. Ghost Slinger, or Asharis is the second fastest. Merlin is probably the third fastest, and Rawl would be the slowest, because he's only got tiny legs. Mm. I'm going to throw up a wall of sand so I can see exactly where they are. You definitely already can see exactly where they are. They're smacking your friends in the face. Oh, no. Well, fire won't hurt them. Mage hands won't hurt them. Roll me a history check, Merlin. Okay. Five. Five. We've been over this. That is plus four, plus three. So five plus seven, you're looking at a 12. With a 12, you look at the bigger set of armor that is attacking Asharis, and you recognize it for what it is, because you can see the creature inside it is not mortal. It is not a creature at all. This armor is bound together by arcane energy. Someone has constructed it specifically for a purpose. <laughs> wow. In that case... You also know that non-magical attacks may not be very effective against it. Great. Because it is made of the arcane. Great, I'm gonna die. Because what have I got? A sword. I'm gonna throw, throw a firebolt at him. Uh, using my... No, I'm not going to use the thunder wave. Don't panic. <laughs> I could levitate that person. I did learn about thunder wave. It does not have to blast out from you radially, radially in all directions. You can aim it. So there is the possibility of using thunder wave in a group and not killing your friends. <laughs> You're telling well, that him nice. that now. Yes, it's important to know. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't have to kill your friends with it. You don't have to be super concerned about using that spell. It's still riskier than something that's easier to aim. But like if you're on the outskirts of the fight, say if you ran over to the one attacking Rawl, you might be able to aim the blast to try and push the one away from Rawl. Or you could potentially try and push the one that's in front of Asharis without hurting her, but it would put you furthest out front. Oh, actually, you are already supposed to be furthest out front. I probably should have attacked you. I am in front. I'm going to say that they snuck up behind you because you didn't see them. Okay. 
What does my burning hands do? They're good for 15 feet, and I'm pretty close. It is a cone of fire in front of you. A f- It's uh, 15 feet wide at the end, 10 feet wide at the middle, and 5 feet wide near you. It's a cone of fire away. So there is a armor suit attacking Asharis, one attacking Rawl, and one attacking Ghost Slinger. Potentially, you could hit the one by Asharis and the one by Ghost Slinger with a single attack. Really? Yes, like if you used your... Magic missile? Anything that is uh, an AoE, you could probably get those two in the attack. So your Burning Hands, your Thunder Wave, your... Magic Missile. Magic Missile just hits regardless, and you can aim it wherever you want. Okay, I'm going to use Magic Missile. Okay. It's magic. It's a magical missile. Giving up a first level Magic Missile. Giving up? Yes, you are going to mark off one spell slot, and you are going to do one Magic Missile uh, spell. It does 3d4 plus one to each enemy that it hits. Okay. Am I supposed to roll a dice? Yes. And what ones are you targeting? The ones that are closest to the uh, Asharis. All right. You're going for the big guy then. Yep. Is that a d20? That is a... Is that a d20? No, it just hits. You just have to roll the d4 and tell me what it... Or d... Yeah. The little triangle, like this guy, and it's whatever it says plus one, and you get to do it three times. A little triangle, eh? Yep. And do it three times? Yep. It comes up with a triangle on top. Well, there's a number at the top of the triangle. There can't be. Show me the dice again. Not that one. That's a pyramid. Well, I guess this is a pyramid, too. That's the one. How do you read it? The number on top. It's got numbers on it. Can you see the one that's upright when you roll it? All right. How do you read it? What does it say? One, two, three. Which one's upright? Three. Then you did three. Plus one is four damage. (laughs) <laughs> tell me there's a three all the way around? Oh, I see. <laughs> it's the first time I looked at it. It's the first time he's ever rolled a, left, a D4, ladies and gentlemen, episode 57, right? <laughs> That's correct. Oh, my God. All right, roll it again. You got two more. Okie dokie. Three again. All right, plus one is another four. And four. All right, that one's five for a total of 13 damage. I did not realize that that had a number all the way around to me. Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, you cut out for a second. You said, it's amazing. Mm. Cool. Very cool. The most exciting part of the day. <laughs> all right, everyone. I hate to tell you this, but my surface has died, so the fight is over, and we will have to find out what happens next week. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to die. Will our heroes survive this epic onslaught from this mysterious figure that seems like they were created by arcane energy for some kind of purpose? Who could have done that? Why would they do it? Find out next time! Wow. On D&D tonight! Do we have any power against these kind of critters? I mean, can I use my magical powers to investigate their magical powers? Uh, You can... I don't know what spells you took. I gave you... What did you roll for your... No, you rolled a five for your thing. So you know pretty much everything you're going to know about them. 